welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott. Uh, well, let's see. Do we introduce our friends? I think we'll introduce our friends and then tell you what the show is. So who is with me today? <laughs> Jay Beaverton. And Tommy G. All right. These are my co-hosts. They are awesome gentlemen, bearded gentlemen, depending on the day. And we are going to talk about the show. What is our show? It is literally what the title is. It's Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. We talk about beard stuff, products, styles, trends, if you will. We talk about brews, amazing craft beverages that we enjoy to drink and sniff and stare at maybe and collect. And we do the same thing for bourbons, which is even more fun. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's an introduction of the show. We are excited to have you listening and back for the show. If you're new, we're also excited to have you here. Uh, the format is, again, we're going to do some beards. We're going to talk a little bit about a new bourbon and then finish up with a beer. After that, we have the silent B, which is all the parts of the show that don't fit. It's generally super R-rated. So, you know, heads up on the silent B if you're not into that or you have small children around or big children around. I don't know. You know, I'm not your dad. Maybe. All right, moving on. Jim was so gracious enough to find us a fun topic of beard stuff today. What do we got? Well, it's kind of an old topic. Um, it's been around for a while. That um, you ever heard of the old adage about like uh, that men with beards are trying to hide something, or they have something to hide. They're trying to hide their face. You guys ever hear about that? Yeah, yeah. So, Usually, like larger guys would uh, maybe grow out a beard, make them look slimmer. Guys with no chin, like myself, who grow a big, thick beard. So you admit you're hiding something, Mr. Scott. You're under oath, by the way. (laughs) I swear. Zoom. You're under Zoom oath. But uh, I found, uh, you guys look it up. It's uh, uh, There's an Adam Sandler. He actually looks kind of, I don't know if he still did stand-up, but he looks older in this, but he's like, don't shave your beard because you... Just look odd. I, I I don't have the clip up in front of me, but that's basically the gist of the video. And basically, there's another podcast in town. They call it the Full Frog Freakout, where you like one day you look in the mirror and you shave your beard, and then you look like a frog. I kind of had this the other night. I actually shaved because I was I actually was growing a beard, but I looked at it in the mirror and it looked all gray. So instead of buying coloring, I just I just shaved my. I still have a goatee. But I shaved like the the cheeks and everything, and like the, so I was like, nah, it's, it looks bad. So do you think I don't know? Do you think it's generally thing, or like with the beard culture now? I think people just grow them for, you know, the status symbol of it. Not I mean, necessarily trying to hide something. You say? I, I saw a meme like literally the other day that was like, uh, beards for men are the push up brawls for women. <laughs> so, okay, so we're trying. Wait. That doesn't quite equate. Well, it makes you it, look better. Mm. But cleavage is different from, from like the whole facial area, isn't it? I don't know. Oh. Where do you stare at when you meet people? Face always. What are you talking about? <laughs> My eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah, and part of it was uh, part of the joke from like Adam Sandler's bit was uh, like your dad would uh, have a beard like ninety percent of the time, and all of a sudden he would just shave everything off just for randomly. For uh, you know, no reason. I definitely get some of that too. Uh, I, when I don't shave, I don't shave my my head, my face, or anything. So I'll, the next time I shave, it does look like a, just a super clean, froggy face, and uh, 
even my wife laughs at me when she sees me after I shave. That's uh, mm, funny. Excuse me, my wife prefers that I shave a lot of the time because she met me when I was clean shaven. So she'll like, so she's like, why not? You hide your face with your beard. I'm like, well, I don't know. It makes you look, I don't know. I, I, I maybe I am hiding something too when I grow facial hair. It makes you, I just, I, I look, I'm used to myself with facial hair now. So whenever I look at myself completely clean shaven, I, I do refer back. I do like to be kind of like a frog. <laughs> Weird. What are you yeah. hiding, Greg, with your beard? <laughs> you already said his chin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the chin. I don't know. I think it like it squares my face up a little bit and gives me kind of that more uh, squared look, American look. American. I will say that it. I've seen. I do have old pictures of you, and I will say that yeah, it's probably best to keep the beard. Wow, <laughs> that's a worst backhand compliment. I've I just, I just, it just time. came to my mind. I have this picture of like. Keep um, hiding your face. Uh, a budget DJ Qualls. If you need, <laughs> if you want to use a, if you need an image out there in, in podcast land. Wow, I appreciate, I appreciate that. You know, you could have gone like Adrian Brody or something like that, but no, you went no, straight to no. That back. you're right, you're right. Adrian Brody would have also worked without a beard. <laughs> no, he has a really awesome beard. In uh, God, what was it? Uh, the new f- who does Sunny in Philadelphia? Short guy, always selling to Philadelphia. The other, the guy who like makes the show, Charlie Day. Yeah. Charlie Day. Charlie Day's new film, set in Hollywood. He's like a mime. Well, he doesn't speak. Anyway, long story long. I've never seen that there. movie. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Pretty fun to watch. Hmm. Good beard stuff in there. I guess Tommy, what are you hiding in yours? Now that we've all admitted what we're hiding, my fat neck. That's about it. So you, so you would say you'd have a neck beard? <laughs> yep. Uh, just a minute. Okay. I mean, that's good. <laughs> the goozle. The goozle, yeah. Especially now. I've seen guys with like, like the, uh, trying to think of like, not Rupert Murdoch, uh, Roger Isles, not to get political or anything, but Roger Isles had a goozle from oh. Fox News. A what? A goozle. You never heard of goozle? You know the turkeys, right? Since we're post, we're, po- we're post Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, turkey that has the little thing that hangs, the flap hangs from the neck. The gobble gobble part? Yeah. Yeah, the goozle. It's called and the goose. I didn't know that. Well, today I learned. But it's, um, but yeah, no, that's what I call guys that have that kind of neck. It's like this loose, or maybe they've lost some weight, or they, they were fat, right? And then they either got old and lost that weight that way, or they just lost weight, and then but they couldn't get rid of that extra skin. So it's uh, had this kind of little skin flap in the front. It's called the goozle. So some guys, I guess, will grow a beard to kind of cover that part up. Well, from I mean, talking about turkeys to to pigs that whistle let's do this uh let's do this whiskey boys can pigs whistle i don't think it was pigs can whistle whistle pigs whistle do they? Do you know what whistle what? pigs are right no they're, they're groundhogs oh i did not know that i didn't know that either yeah and they do whistle more today i learned if you if you lived in virginia well at least in the this area we have groundhogs everywhere yeah they're cute they're not great for the environment like well because there's a lot of horse things up here and stuff and could be bad for them uh, to step in their holes and stuff, but they're so cool looking. Hmm. So as Jim alluded, we are moving into the bourbon section, the bourbon portion of the show. We have a whistle pig, a bourbon. <laughs> Actually, it's not even a bourbon. It's a whiskey. It's a rye whiskey. It's a rye. We have. Yeah, it's 100% rye, which is kind of unusual for rye. It's usually, they look mix in a little, little other, maybe a little corn or maybe a little bit of barley or something. But uh, nope, 100% rye. This is whistle pig 10-year. 100% rye. This is a store pick, which I'll talk about in a second. But did you guys know that uh, Whistlepig is a female-owned company? 
No. Not. Yeah, they're female owned. They're up in Vermont. Uh, they source, well, they, they grow their own stuff now, which is I think called like the farmhouse or farm brew or something like that. But they source and they have been a long time sourcing from like MGP and I think Alberta, which we did in Alberta. What's MGP I, just for, for people to know? If I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bourbon <laughs> company out of Indiana that everyone sources their things from, but the actual... What is MGP? So you don't know what MGP stands for? Uh, hang on. No. Yeah. You don't. Do you? No, I was asking you. <laughs> uh, hang on. Midwest Grain Products is the name, which no one... I've, I see it on the boards and the, the chats and everything, but I've never actually seen the name name. Mm. So. Yeah, I had no idea. I just know everybody sources and mixes with, uh, stuff from MGP. Right. Yeah, I did not know that. So I also learned. To, we're all learning today. Yeah, yeah, we did, did the Alberta rye recently. I picked up another bottle after we did that. It's good. Yeah, that was a good nice. one. That was a really high proof one as well, right? Single cask or something. I remember. Yeah, the, the, the taste was great. I liked it. It was caramel, but then the, the after just kind of knocked me, knocked me for a loop there. <laughs> That's right. You're loopy afterwards. Okay, so back to what we have here. So yeah, Whistle Pig 10-year, it's a Virginia ABC. So we're all state controlled up here. And it's a store pick, or I guess a state pick at this point. And so what that really just means is like, it's, it's not new, but it's new-ish, where a lot of stores will meet up with, this, with distilleries, and they'll bring brought in and treat it like guests. And then you go and get to pick your own barrel, and you get to sample a bunch of different barrels, and you, you choose it. It's yours. You get to take it home. Not really, you know, because there's some laws in there. But uh, so you can basically choose your own flavor profile of whiskey you like. This a lot of stores do it. The states do it as well. Uh, obviously, they got more than one single barrel because <laughs> one barrel only goes so far. Which I after uh, like how many gallons are in a barrel? I, for, of I forget. You can definitely look it up. Um, I know that now that you say that. Florida does the same thing. I know Total Wine down here and pretty much everywhere probably does the same thing. They do so the ABCs. They do specifically made barrel wise for ABC and Total Wine. So and they, I know I've seen it down here too. So it's it's not just a, a VA thing. Yeah, no, it's not a VA yeah. thing. It's, it's it's everyone thing. A distillery thing. Yeah, you go and pick pick your uh, blends and stuff. They usually have try tasting testing and usually have to so. buy a full barrel unless you go in it with somebody. It's, well, I'm glad you brought the, the that up because I guess there's a lot of bourbon clubs and groups who will like chip in and, and buy a barrel, you know, and distribute themselves or not distribute themselves because, you know, the three laws are kind of real precise on that. But <laughs> they'll they'll well, go in. You can you can give it away. I think if you bought the barrel, you could probably give it away. You just can't sell it. Okay. Yourself. Well, they're a license. Right. And they're, you know, they, they think they start it. Ten to twenty thousand dollars a barrel, so it's it's a lot. But you're getting fifty three gallons of whiskey, so you know that's cool. Yeah, the areas around here, like the two clubs that I I'm kind of involved with, we we've done barrel picks, and it's usually through a a store uh, like um, is the sponsor or whatever. They'll usually sell it through there, so it is usually sold, but through a sponsored store down here. Any particular stores that they 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 go through? Because I'm not I'm I'm not really familiar with the the club thing myself is there like a i guess a corporate store to go through or just like maybe like mama pops or yeah so they've done it through like johnny's filling station as one and then there's a, a Vito store a Vito, one of the Vito uh 
uh, alcohol stores has. Okay. Uh, they've gone through there. Huh. I've been to Johnny's a few times. They, they, I'm, I'm always interested to see the whiskey that Johnny's other side has. I know I bought one or two glasses of whiskey there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Tommy, maybe you can talk about these next parts here. So I try to find some negatives for store picks. They're great because they're great because XYZ. I think we kind of cover that maybe. Unique flavors, you get to have your own, et cetera. So usually it's a person or a group of people making this pick if you don't have the same taste or uh likes as those people they then you might not like the store pick as much as the normal uh cheaper bottle or a a different store pick so usually the store picks do taste different from store to store so usually what happens is you find somebody that sells a good store Mm. pick with the same taste as you and then you would you kind of trust that that store when they when they do other store picks so you kind of kind of rely on that so it is based on you know usually you have to kind of go by you know the person picking it that's the risk of just walking into a store and picking it and you know paying more for a store pick that you might not like i've never heard any backlash from it i know that total and abc and even corona cigars have been doing that because they have i think i saw even jack daniels does it where they'll have the the name escapes me but they'll have the special but those little squat short balls that that look look fancy they have the metal plaques on them that said just picked out for whatever establishment it is. I would be interested. I don't think anybody's ever returned like, oh, I didn't like this selection. Maybe they maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Maybe they've gone on the internet to complain about it. I'm sure maybe if we searched, oh, this store put out this lackluster pick. I'm not going back there for a minute. But it's it's all the rage now. It's just kind of, I guess, for retailers to differentiate themselves from the other ones and say, hey, we've got this one. Maybe you'll like ours over the competitors say, which is interesting. It, it's, it's everybody's, I guess, fighting for recognition now just because it's the bourbon slash whiskey market has gotten so intensely segmented. And there's another it's word I, I can't think of it, but it's just, it's just everybody's looking for it's crowded. That's, that's another good word too. It's just everybody's looking for something, the new big thing other than the people that are looking for every other thing. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Right now. I don't think I've bought a, a store pick that I haven't liked, but you know, sometimes I've done the the cost to benefit ratio, and like you know, they'll cut. They'll, I mean, I paid double what it, what you would think a normal price would be, and then like probably not worth double unless you're like really wanting it or like I don't know. I mean, I just it, sometimes it's just hard to go pop down a hundred dollars for like a random bourbon, and you're like, ah, we'll just try it. You know? Yeah. All right, I think that's enough preamble. So <laughs> we'll go back and. Circle to the top. Again, this is Whistle Pig 10 year. It's a store pick. There's a lot of barrels uh, that the VA went through. And so I, I'm a bad host. Um, I bought the bottle maybe a year plus ago. And I was cleaning, which I don't like to do. And probably, and I somehow tossed the bottle. So I actually don't have the information to hand. But the internet tells me it is 10 years aged. Uh, it's possibly double, uh, double barreled in bourbon. I know Whistle Big does that a lot, but I don't know if this particular batch is. And again, it's 100% rye, probably from Alberta or MGP. And ABV, it's going to range anywhere from 50.7 to 58.3. Probably around 52% is my guess, just on some feedback I've seen. So with that preamble, let us Mm. uh, look at it, sniff it, taste it, and tell you how it is. 
Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> too, too much nose in that. A little intense there. For me anyway. Yeah, it's 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 not a bad, it's not a bad intense. It's just like, oh, got decent legs. Yeah, this cup I have doesn't really let me see the legs too well. But yeah, okay. I'm getting some legs on there. Looks pretty good. Not too dark. Yeah, golden. But, but it still has the caramel now look to it. I'm like my nose. Go ahead, Tommy, because I'm not getting anything on my nose at all today. So yeah. what do you get? I definitely get the the rye, but it's uh it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting any sweetness yet either, but I'm hoping my to get down on the taste of it. But yeah, it's just like I'm getting a lot of the rye, the rye kind of intensity is coming through for, for me mostly. Which I like. I love rye, so I mean I'll yeah, I'm me sure too. I'll enjoy this. Always smells rye, man. Like maybe a little bit of sugar, brown sugar, but it's just a lot of rye. I got some fruitiness or I like uh I know what the with the because like Google's using this generative AI now, like experimental that I signed up for on the beta test, and it's it's telling me what I should taste, yeah. but I don't want to say what it is yet until we actually taste it. I try not to look up any tasting or smelling notes until I. You need to be more of a purist, Jim. Mm. Nah, purity smurdy. Well, salute. All right, there we go. Let's go. That's smooth. I'm not. There's definitely caramel, caramel sweetness for sure. My mouth is watering. Yeah, very even. It, the burn is very even. It's not. It's very. Oh, it's oh, that's good. That, that warming. There's a really great warming sensation on the end of it. Yeah, I'm still just getting caramel though. I'm not getting the other flavors that are. It's telling me. It's telling. I'll just go and say. It's, it's telling me butterscotch, but I'm not really getting. No, I don't get any kind of butterscotch. Any of that on this one. I got a little too much burn on my first taste there, so I'm trying to recover. Yeah, I got that on the nose at first, but no, the taste was pretty even. Yeah, tasting notes of sweet caramel, vanilla, rye spice, and mint. Long finish with warm butterscotch and caramel. I'm getting the caramel and the rye spice, but that's about all I'm getting. Get that warmth. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not talking about taste-wise. The warmth is more of a, a feeling for me. It, it's not... You could call it a burn, but it's if like if it's harsh, it's burn. If it's gentle, then it's a warming, in my humble opinion. And it's just uh, the mouthfeel is just super oily. It's just like my mouth won't stop uh, getting juicy. I think that may be the al- the response to the alcohol content too, because I've noticed that with like high ABV whiskeys, higher ABV whiskeys that will like the mouth will just automatically start watering to maybe kind of balance or kind of like that yeah even the glass it's still like like you were saying the legs mine really doesn't even i mean it's like slowly evaporating but i don't see like lines going down my glass hmm. yeah i have a pretty good ridge on mine i mean then again i'm using a uh i'm using a beer because you're using a traditional tasting glass if you look those up online you, they look they like like the, the tulip but they have the higher kind of neck to it mine is more of like a oh what's the word it's kind of a squat, kind of ovalish. This it tapers a little bit chalice, but it, 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 I find it works for whiskey for the most of the part. But Glencairn, I think it's the name of the cup you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I have a French uh, Piaget, which is a fancy whiskey cup. Nice, looks fancy. Yeah, I'm definitely liking this. I've, and then again, I've never, I've never had a bad whistle pig yet. Even the piggyback that I tried, which is there, like a couple steps down from this level, is. It's still good, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Also, pig's always like a decent pick. Yeah, I'm gonna be pedantic here, but like, I'm not getting a ton of different flavor. Like, it's not super complex to me. I don't know if that's just my taste buds today, because uh, I ate dinner like right before we did the show. Shame on me. But uh, I don't know. I, what do you guys think? I can agree with that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I get the rye spice. Um. It's nice. Like it's. I'm getting a little bit of a caramely, like sugary flavor, but overall, it, it's not much. It's yeah, not very I'm, complex. I'm going to be a poor host here. And yes, remember back when we did the Alberta rye, it was like 66% or 63% ABV. Like that was chock full of flavor, like all sorts of stuff going on. And I was really expecting that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And maybe I incepted myself, you know. I will say that it was a balance. I like them both for different reasons. But again, I refer back to the Alberta. Had, it did have a lot of going on at first, but the afterburn just kind of punched me in the throat a little bit. And this doesn't have that. This is so much smoother to me as someone maybe who's more of a novice rye drinker might enjoy this more because it doesn't have that kind of burn to it. I'm not saying it was harsh by any means, the Alberta, but it still had more of a lingering effect on me than That's this fair. does. Yep. Again, we're all drinking this neat. There's no no, no ice, right? No, actually, I'm putting no a branch ice, water. No, ice, no right water, now. no branch water, anything like that. Or crick water. But yeah, I'm drinking this neat, and it's this is a really good neat selection for me i would definitely if if i ordered this at a bar anywhere or whiskey bar i would say hey just neat please and i could do it and i could be confident that i could do it <laughs> and not look like a fool. the important bit <laughs> yeah the, like, this is great whiskey <laughs> the nose opened up for me a little bit after tasting it um it's a little more cherryish or like a little smoother i think i originally just got all like grass and like rye on the nose you know, I'm still getting the still getting the, the rye as the dominant nose nose feel and then the caramel on the taste. It's a long finish. I mean, still my mouth is just Yeah. It's like the, the day is long. That's how long that finish is, man. And now I'm getting some now I'm getting some brown sugar. But I just try it a little bit differently. Yeah, okay. So what's the price point on this? Yes. Good question. If memory serves, it ballparks in uh, between ninety and a hundred dollars. So you got your store pick, which increases the price. You get the years, 10 years, which is a pretty good number. And then Whistle Pig, in general, runs a little. It's a premium, premium-ish whiskey, bourbon. That's not bourbon, it's whiskey. Yeah, I see that. From what I'm seeing on the, online, it's ranging from 89 to 99 depending on where you get it. Yeah. I think, you know, if it presented itself again, I would probably buy another bottle just to have. But I don't know if I would be like whip it out and drink it, you know, daily or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Right. I like All it. All right. Everyone, what, what are your thoughts, Tommy? Thumbs up, thumbs down, sideways? Yeah, I definitely like it. I like the rye. I think the finish in the bourbon, bourbon barrels makes it a little smoother and easier to drink. A barrel-proof rye could be a little, you know, rough, but it, it could, it's pretty nice. You know, again, I would, I'd say it's, for me, it's a, it's just it's pretty smooth for something that's high ABV. So yeah, I would definitely pick this out. Or uh, if you get the money to, to spend, or you know somebody that likes uncomplicated rye whiskeys, definitely throw them, throw it their way. Then then again, this is a Virginia pick. So if it's down wherever you are, it might the taste might be a little bit different if you're getting the ten year. But and that's the problem with store picks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only where you're at. You know, right? Yeah, the whistle pick ten year. I don't think you can go wrong with the. Uh with any pig yeah that's fair well the the standard whistle pig isn't single barrel though is it it's a it's a blend i think 
I think uh, hmm, Google. I know that the piggyback wasn't piggyback was definitely just a, a regular, but that's not whistle pig. Whistle pig itself is. Yeah, I think the different. ten-year single barrel is. They do have a ten-year single barrel. That's just their normal ten-year. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, from what I was seeing online, yeah, they're all ten. It all says single barrel ten years. So, so they have the generic one, and then they have the one from state to state, from retailer to retailer. Yeah, I do. Just as a general comment, I always enjoy single barrels, even if they're trash. I'm not saying this is trash. I just enjoy single barrels because you never know what you're going to get. Like it's always just kind of a kind of like. Amazon dropping gifts off for you. Like, what did I buy? I have no idea. What's this going to be? You know, oh, it's another toothbrush, but you know, it's so exciting. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why finding a, a store that you like their picks from that helps. Like they, if they go and pick a single barrel of something that they, you know, that they like and that you're used to getting, it's usually a good, good thing. Yeah. Well, that gentleman was a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to do that. I think we are now ready to, move along, shuffle down the road, dig our hole, get our clubs out. I don't know. I was trying to make a reference back to Caddyshack do with the groundhogs <laughs> and, and whistle pigs, but uh, that petered out pretty fast. Well, from pigs to geese. Pigs to geese. So we started with turkeys. Now we're, <laughs> we went to pigs. Mm-hmm. Now to geese. And that brings us to, we have a limited edition, the Goose Island Bourbon barrel aged banana fosters. So I will cede my conversation microphone to uh, the man who knows more about beers than I do. But uh, I do look forward, I will say this comes out every year. Well, not this, this particular banana stout, but the Goose Island Bourbon County always releases fun stuff every year. And it's always kind of exciting to pop into your, your, your craft beer store. And it's there. And like, yeah, what are we going to get this year? You know, so it's always pretty fun. All right. What we got, Jim? This is the Bourbon County Stout variant of Bananas Foster. Basically, what Goose Island does every year on Black Friday, they release usually about three. Actually, this year they have four. I don't, there actually is a special, special one that I don't know about really. But there was their traditional Bourbon County Stout, Jason Bourbon Barrels. They have another one called, I believe it's Farm. House, which is has boysenberries in it or boysenberry flavors, and then this one, which is uh, based on the dessert bananas foster, basically stout aged in bourbon barrels with bananas, almonds, cassia bark, and natural flavors. That's what it's telling me. I don't think I've seen this one before specifically, no, uh, but just, but the uh, the recipe was first released, in, not this one, but this is the original one, 2017 Bourbon County. You can already get it in Chicago. Back before they uh, got bought out by somebody, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> but, uh, oh, cough, cough, and bed. Okay. <laughs> they decided to do something different with this one. They wanted to add some fruit along with almond and cassia bark would be a perfect ingredient in, to add to the barrel aged imperial stout. This decadent pour is well balanced with deep caramelization aromas of fresh baked banana bread and warm notes of cinnamon and almond. So again, I think it's the first time it's been released uh, around the country. I do believe that they had it in Chicago originally, but and the ABV is a whopping thirteen point nine big boy percent. Big boy. Oh yeah, for sure. It's getting pretty good ratings on Good Old Beer Advocate. Looks like right now it's sitting at a ninety three. 
which is pretty good, pretty good. I don't have the IBUs in front of me because for some reason, I don't know why they don't like the IBUs on Beer Advocate. Let me see if I can read the label here. Let me put on my trusty readers. <laughs> and as Jim does that, I will say that cassia is related to uh, cinnamon. I think it's part of the cinnamon aromatic group. I did not know that. It can develop in the bottle up to five years if you want to age it. I know that stouts are probably the best thing you, you do want to age because they do hold their taste relatively well, not unlike IPAs. Yeah, I'm not seeing any, I'm not seeing the, uh, the IBUs, unfortunately. But I am going to open this bottle. I will say I just popped my my bottle and I before I, I it was probably like twelve inches from my face and I could smell the banana bread. Hmm. Nice. Yep, been holding on this room. I've already had the original stout and the farmhouse, and definitely look forward to this one. The farmhouse is a little fruity for me. Is it the farmhouse or is it the backyard stout? Backyard. Thank you. Yep. Backyard. I, I guess I was saying farmhouse because it was fruity. Because I know I like saisons, and I expect saisons to be more fruity or have like fruity but dry. But this one is just a little bit different. But yeah, but that was the official title. It's got. They all have different labels. The original one is black. The uh, the, one, the backyard is red or like a reddish, deep reddish color, and then this one is like yellow and white, like banana bread <laughs> or yeah. bananas fosters. Mm-hmm. Not a, I'm not a big banana dessert guy, to be honest with myself. What? Dude, I love it. I'm more of a tiramisu, creme brulee type. As a kid, me, though. bananas fosters or cherries jubilee, if you found that like on the menu, man, that was a, that was, don't need dinner, just need that because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So I have high hopes for this, bringing back childhood memories of dessert, not necessarily alcohol. We have, we have banana pudding. Almost every every holiday or get together now. So nice, tasty. <laughs> is that a go, uh, Goose Island cup there as well, Jim? Sorry. Yep, it is. I got this from being being in industry. I got this from one of the reps. Nice. It is basically for everybody listening. It's a very it's a small version of a stout bottle because if you look at like old school like English stout, they have like they go up like a pint glass, then they have that little burp the bubble, and then they taper off back into the into the top that's what it looks like and, he's, and he told me this is what you're supposed to drink stouts out of and they made it small because you don't want to drink all the stout at once <laughs> so you want to kind of sip because of the because again it's 13.9 percent. so i don't know so yeah i drink all my goose island stouts in this thing the label says they enjoy it on the, out of a snifter uh-oh oh. i got my sniffer. you know what i don't need you challenging me on my- <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I know you guys have snifters. I don't know. Stout is like one of those things, especially this high octane that it's, it's as long as you don't put it all in the pint glass and then chug it, I think you'll be okay. Chug, 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 chug. Do not do that. There's a special place in hell for people who chug good beer or add like uh, Mountain Dew to whiskey. (laughs) Good whiskey anyway. God. Yeah. Well, it is dark. I can't. I can't even see the light through it at all. It's soup. That's yeah. not that dark. I can't even see the black label on my uh, my glass. It just like blacks it out. Yeah, it's going to be very oily. It's going to be very heavy. Yeah, looks like motor oil, man. <laughs> Smells good. Yeah, definitely gets the, the banana bread flavor you're talking about on it. 
I haven't had a bourbon aged uh, or a bourbon beer in a while. Excited. Well, should we go ahead and, uh, and do it? Yeah, let's do it. Salon Jay. Cheers. Hmm. That's a mouthful. Oh, man, that's pretty really complex. Like, obviously a little sweet, oily. Mm. Uh, I don't get the bananas to start with. Like, they come in, like, way at the end or something. Yeah, it was almost like a, almost like an apple, not pie, but like, a, I don't know, it's almost like that. You can taste that, like, cinnamon sugar, creme brulee, mm-hmm. like, banana. Creme like, brulee, yeah. And it is hard to do. Like flavored stouts have sometimes have a hard time with the sweeter flavors. I know that with the 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 backyard, the Broisenberry really came through on that one for me because I, it just had this really fruity. Then again, Broisenberry, it's like maybe like blueberry, blackberry mix, but it was very it was very sweet. This one is that is a lot more muted to me with the flavor with the banana flavor. Yeah, I get the. The banana very like the very back end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, good mouth feel for a stout. But again, it's gonna be if you're not a stout drinker, it's gonna hit you fairly hard because it's it's definitely it's again that oily, thick mouth feel of a of a of a of a of a beer. You know the 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 early taste and, and actually a lingering taste too, it kind of reminds me of like like a pie crust almost. Yeah, that's like a buttery pie crust. I think that's what I'm getting too. It's definitely dessert, a dessert beer. So if you're out and about and you see this on your menu or see it anywhere, just definitely treat it as a dessert beer. Maybe I do this with like a small, like maybe a chocolate cake or like that, you know, that, 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 that intense chocolate cake that some people have. Chocolate restaurants have maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Sometimes the bourbon barrel can be a little like overbearing and not bitter, but like, um, has that bite this this doesn't it's, it's pretty enjoyable i will say that the the regular release stout will have that mm-hmm. bite which i i've gotten used to it i like it because i drank actually drank the uh last sunday i drank the uh the original one and then i drank the backyard and then i'm like i should have had the backyard first yeah <laughs> because the backyard was so muted after i drank the 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 first one that it was just like yeah it's good, but it's just, it's now it's too sweet because again, you get used to the bitterness. So yeah, but yeah, no, this one's definitely a bit more well-balanced, a lot less bitter than the, than their original offering. But uh, no, it's definitely, definitely good. If you want something that's like a, like not too much of a, a heavy hitter stout, it's, it still is, but the taste with the added like cinnamon and banana notes will, will make it less uh, uh, bitterly offensive to some people. Do you get the cinnamon? Like, Maybe, maybe a little bit at the end, or like kind of lingering, <clears throat> lingering on the tongue. Yeah, I'm getting it a little bit now on the sides. Now that plus, you might want to let this warm up just a little bit after you take it out of the fridge because that's how stouts get their more of their taste is as they warm up to closer to room temperature. Yeah, I tried to take mine out as soon as I got got home. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I just took mine out of the fridge, <laughs> but it's it's starting to warm up a little bit now. But then again, even after the we stop recording, I may uh, be still sipping on this thing. It is a it is a <laughs> well, pie bottle, so yeah, it's a mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the tiny one, <laughs> right? You can you can put if you get like a wine stopper, you can reseal it, and with, and as long as you don't let it 
run for like a week or so, but uh, you could st- after you open, you can still enjoy it the next day as long as you seal it correctly and you'll be all right. I think that's good to know. I will probably sense. have to do that because it's a uh, it's a little sweet than I would prefer, but I'm not a sweet kind of person in general, so that's kind of a bias on my half. Yeah, I'm mm. the same. So I guess I guess you guys would enjoy the original one more than the Bananas Foster. Yeah. Which is like price point wise, it's about ten dollars cheaper than the variants. All right, well, that's a that's a good point. What is the uh, what is the price tag for these guys? That's another good question. I don't know. I think this ranges from about twenty three ninety nine. At least that's what I bought it for. Oh wow! Usually, and the the original one would be thirteen ninety nine. So yeah, it's about a ten dollar difference. I'm getting again, robbed. This is, <laughs> I paid. What? How much did you pay? I paid twenty one for the regular and twenty eight or twenty nine for uh, this banana Fosters. Yeah, you. And this is from got, a national uh, chain. Yeah, you're getting uh, you're getting hustled, buddy. Yeah. All right. I'm feeling. Uh, I don't know how I feel. I think I paid like forty dollars for this because I uh, ordered it from uh, Total Wine and had to pay like shipping and like tip and. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, man. But no, yeah, it retails down here for twenty three ninety nine. That and the backyard both retail for the same thing. There is another variant. I don't, it, but it's in like a it's in like a canister. I I'll have to look that up. Maybe I'll do an addendum on it. But yeah, it's. Uh, but then again, Total has it, but only for their members or their own their app users or something. Oh, I so, didn't know that was so a thing that Total Wine did. Yeah, it's again, it's the same thing with their whiskey, like with like a Blanton's or or E H Taylor or. Or whatever you want, or or the Utopia. Utopia just came out, oh, and yeah. they have, and they only will give that to their their uh, elite people. For the internet audience, Utopia is uh, what's it? Boston, uh, shit. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. There we are. It's their basically a port. I don't even know. It's like twenty or thirty percent ABV. It's really high, mm-hmm. and it comes in a really pretty bottle, you know. Uh, wood box and i think it retails i don't know what it is it used to be like 250 300 i don't even know what it goes for anymore that's about i think it's about what's retailing for this year okay <laughs> i try i definitely try it i've never tried it before so i i definitely give it a shot yeah the ticket uh sticker price for this was 27 for me for the nas foster stout okay i could swear i paid only 23 in store it could it could be it. yeah i Bought it through the app or on the website, so it could be uh, bumped up for the online prices. It's possible, which is which is uh, stupid. That's a stupid thing to do for online because you can just anybody can like look up alternates and bet like, oh, this person charged me more for online purchases. That doesn't make any sense. It should be cheaper online. But apparently, you've never used Instacart because, like, golly, they they tack. They, I never use them. It's you you pay the fee. You pay the tip at the end, and then all their prices are jacked up too. It's really kind of abusive. Well, well yeah, yeah. And it's I third party services like Instacart, Drizzly, Shipped. I've never used them once. I I would rather go out and find my own and shop myself. I I've never been one of those people that needs. I mean, other than like like food, like if I order a pizza or something or whatever food order. I mean, I use Uber Eats occasionally, but Instacart is a scam. <laughs> yeah, we. We waste so much money on Uber Eats or like delivery services. Like literally, I got something delivered to me before we even, or halfway through the podcast. So, so stupid. So yeah, good good whiskey, good good bourbon uh, aged out. Yeah. yeah. Final thoughts for me. 
I like it. I could split a bottle. It's going to take me a little bit of work to get through one, I think, because it's just a little sweeter than I was thinking it would be, which makes no sense because it's called Banana Fosters. It's going to have sugar in it, right? Yeah, um, still 13%. You expect it to be a little less sweet, maybe? I don't know. Maybe just know. the yeah, bourbon barrel. You did you have the did you have the traditional one yet, Greg? Or no? Yeah, I had it like two weeks ago, maybe. And uh, it and was you like you like. Oh yeah, it was good, man. Oh, it was a little that probably. You know what? It, it's like fourteen point seven percent. I think the original bottle, so it's really high. So, uh, oh, so it's less. So it's more than. So it is more than this. Okay. Yeah. And I did finish it in one go. It. You know, by the end, I don't remember the taste profile, but I remember liking it. So, again, it's a bit more bitter. Definitely more bitter. A little bit more chocolate pastry notes on the on the from what I can recall on the on the original one. But yeah, I, I like I like I like that. That's my favorite one. Nice. Yeah, sharing this would be good. Like I, I think I poured half the bottle into my glass, and I could drink probably half a glass of this and be fine. So splitting a bottle four ways. I think would be uh, optimal. Three, three to four ways would be perfect. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> All righty. Well, internet friends, I think that was the brews portion of the show. That kind of wraps up the beards, brews, and bourbon. If you like the show, we like to hear your feedback and comments. We are Beards, Brews, and Bourbon, and I am your host, Greg Scott. I have two amazing gentlemen with me. Who is with me today? Jay Beaverton and Tommy G. That's right. And if you want to reach out, you want to follow us, we are on lots of the medias of socialness. We do have a website which is in perpetual purgatory. One day may claw its way out like a good Catholic boy, but right now it's not. And that is, I don't even remember the Oh, God. What's BBBpodcast.net. BBBpodcast.net. Thank you, Jim. That is the <laughs> that is the uh, website. That is also our email, bbbpodcast. Uh, sorry, it's hosts at bbbpodcast.net. We uh, have the emails. We do have the social medias, which Jim is in charge of most of them. What are they? We do have, well, I'm about to say Twitter. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X, X Alpha. We are at Bourbon Beards, all one word, no spaces on X. Um, we are on Facebook as well. Just search that. Two, and we are also on Patreon under the same name as well, and TikTok. And TikTok. But Patreon, if you'd like to throw a little bit of money that way, if shekels, it would be, be great. And of course, TikTok is also at Bourbon Beards, same as our X handle. Yeah. If you want to toss some money at Patreon, maybe we'll get some uh, a store pick with our ten or $20,000 of uh, monies. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That'd be great. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Things have happened. Come on, sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> triple b needs this <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah sorry that was like a really bad reference to like have you seen like on the only fans like best only fans like some guys spend like sixty, seventy thousand dollars on like only fans models to be like their number one it's all of reddit this week hmm. last week i don't know it's a lot of money uh it is yeah it's like man <laughs> good job or uh your parents had a good job or something right yeah. um god what was their name um the catch me outside girl catch made me the outside. Most money. how about that 
Uh, well, that's a really great prelude, or prelude to the Silent B. It's all the parts of the show that don't fit. If you survive through the extra music and our ramblings here, we will pick up the show on the other side. So I think that's going to be it for us. See you across the barrier. internet listeners <laughs> sorry i would have cracked myself where else would they where else would they be listening greg i don't know you know maybe i'm gonna make a vinyl mix i'm gonna i'm gonna no fuck vinyl i'm gonna put it down on the goddamn eight track i'm gonna find an old eight track put it on there at least one episode that's the that's the stretch goal for the uh, patreon guys give us some monies I'll fucking find an eight track or maybe a cassette because I don't think they actually make eight tracks bro, anymore. Cassettes, bro. Bro. Cassettes. I have Metallica Black on cassette because I bought it in vinyl and they shipped me the cassette. So, you know. So, if you can't tell, Internet World, that is the Silent B. It's really wonky shit that don't fit nowhere that we find hilarious. Uh, and usually it's a little more structured. So, let's get to the structured part of the Silent B. So we have questions, we have answers, we like to be cerebral, think of something really interesting like, I don't know, we've done, what have we done in the past? A little bit of Star Trek, Star Wars, who's the best captain, favorite lightsaber, uh, what's the- AI? AI? Yeah, well, yeah, that's that was the next part, right? All the AI stuff, all the uh, NFTs and new technologies that are super exciting, which- you know, spoiler alert, that's where we're going today. So without further ado, uh, Jim made this question, but I'm going to read it because I have it queued up right here in front of me. What is the future? That's, that's deep, Jim. Thanks. Thanks for that. Jim came up with future internet media trends to make money off of. How difficult will they be? And how can we get the monies? Is that, that fairly accurate? Basically, yes. Capitalism. How do we take advantage of it? Um, I just, I recently remembered that Mark Cuban. Good guy. Do we know, does anybody, right, that I like him, but do we, does any of us know what he made, how he, how he became Mark Cuban? How, how did we be aware of him? How, how, how did we be aware of him? How do we, how do we know him? Yeah, that's why I think it me now. Um, <laughs> well, obviously the correct answer is he is the discoverer and founder of the Cuban Sandwich. I don't think he's that old. Nineteen oh eight ish, give or take, right? So could be, could be. I know he owned the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, uh, he's been around for a while. Uh, but I recently was listening to another podcast slash show. I won't mention them. They talked about how he made his money. He made his money off of social media because he foresaw that this one company, and now I'm stalling for time to look up what that company was. <laughs> Yeah, I just Facebook, MySpace. 
uh, PayPal. That was Musk. Yeah, that was Musk and, and Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, fuck Peter Thiel. Pay- yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because he <laughs> to divert into that, I found out about the whole Gawker thing because Gawker outed him, and then so he set up this whole revenge plot with the whole Hogan thing. Oh God, which is which is strange. It's just weird how 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 he he decided to use that whole thing. Which I mean, Gawker wasn't the wrong really because. They did kind of release the stuff without. For those who are without. not, you know, in their, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anyone knows what Gawker is anymore, man. Like it's been dead for like fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, it's been hasn't so it? long. Yeah, they it has, but they they they're remain, like the tabloids, you know. Yeah, dirty, basically. dirty tabloids. And they re, they redesigned something else, but but yeah, the, he he used that whole scandal to try to get back at them, put them out of business, which he did. But yeah, Pierre Thiel and it backed up. Elon Musk with PayPal and everything. That's how Elon made his money. But uh, Mark Cuban, before any of this, pre, I think pre even Facebook, even those things, he backed the live entertainment app Fireside. Fireside. I, I, Fireside? No, I never even heard of it, man. It was, well, it was a digital stage, apparently, where people can do the show. It's kind of like, like what we're doing now with Zoom ish, but you could have followers. Like, remember Periscope? Yeah, I remember Periscope. And yeah, it's it was like that, but it was one of the first apps to do that. He put his money in it, it hit, and he got Uber rich off of that. Basically, is where he made his money. Even though even though the app really no longer exists now or has changed into something else, he made a lot of his money there. So how do we how do we figure out what to put our money in other than NFTs because they're dead? <laughs> App wise, to to what's the new? Uh, and we've discussed this before with like um, social media. Like I know I came up with the whole emoji only or GIF only social media app. Right. I did a paper on that. It was fucking hilarious, by the way. You did. Yeah, small. Can I get? You put you credited me. Didn't no, you? I totally stole the idea. Oh, you <laughs> asshole! You stole. Oh, you uh. you. You know what? It's fine. I'll I'll get you back. Don't worry. Yeah. A, a social media platform that you can only respond to in gifts and emojis. I mean, it's brilliant. You know why? It, why have language when you can have Picard or uh, <laughs> Riker with his chair and beard, mm-hmm. or even like like the just the uh, the SNL of Keenan Keenan Keenan. Yeah. When he's doing the, the he's doing the facial expressions, he's like. Oh, got it. So, uh, that doesn't really translate. It doesn't to, translate at all. I saw what you're doing. But yeah, you, but it, he makes he makes the he makes the funny face about like just like like the response of like um, uh, WTF bro or even the gym react from the office of him doing the same thing or Michael Scott doing something random. Oh, but, Tommy, do you shared a, a great picture of uh, Keenan here <laughs> in the chat? Sorry, Internet. We will try to post this on one of the social Sorry, media. Internet. You can't see it. So, ha <laughs> ha. Take that. Ha Audio quality content. Exactly. But, but, we, but here's the thing, though, is that anybody listening to this, even when I mention GIF or React, uh, Keenan, will, something will pop up into their brain about what we're referencing. And that's the power of, of social media. How do we cash in on that and make money is what I'm asking you. Well, I have a three-step plan if you're ready for it. <laughs> oh. All right. I'm Okay. Is, is the last step profit? 
It is profit. The last step. All right. I forgot the first one. I can't, I don't know what the other two are. Well, we're not going to reference South Park with the underwear. <laughs> it's uh step one, mm-hmm. have a rich daddy. Step two, invest in GameStop. Cause I like the stock. Step three, profit. You mean stonk? Stonk. Yeah, mm, I just broke the whole thing. <laughs> I want my tendies, bro. Which anybody doesn't know, Game Stonk, um, there was some random video of a guy walking into a GameStop and asking how to buy stonks. <laughs> Is that real? That's real. Oh, God, that's great. That's a real video. Was that in the movie? You no. Saw, I know you referenced before we were chatting before the show about the GameStop movie, about the big, I, think, I want to call it the big short, but that's not right. Yeah, it's but, basically, it has a big short feel to it, though. Very similar. Fine. Mm. Yeah. No, they did not. How speed Davidson that? An asshole as usual. How speed? He he plays literally the brother of the main character, and he's an that. asshole. I like Pete Davidson. I've, we've had this conversation more than once. And the, the main character is the guy who played the Riddler in the Batman. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I originally saw him in mm, There Will Be Blood because he's the preacher. What is There Will Be Blood? Guy. It's a. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis, he plays an oil tycoon back in like the early 1900s. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I think that's the first thing. I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but okay. All right, Tommy. Yeah, how do we make money? How we, guys, come on. How we make money, Tommy? You're you're uh, your tech guy. How how we make this internet money? Fortunately, uh, I'm a trend follower, not a trend setter, so I have no idea. Oh. I'm waiting for your your plan. <laughs> or is that that was the plan? Uh, I never had a plan. I was just, <laughs> yeah, you're playing girl. You know, so, I mean, it, it think I think back to the many times I've seen stocks or crypto or any of these other things take off. And by the time I find out about what these things are, um, it's, it's too late. <laughs> you know, I saw right. GameStop stock at 300, like the 300 holding the line. I was like, 300, I can get on that. I'm not going to buy $300 a share. It's way too late in the game. And then, uh, God, what's the cryptocurrency? Um, Bitcoin, right? Well, yeah, Bitcoin, yeah. I mean, I came aware of it when it was like in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Not the tens of hundreds of dollars. So I guess I could have made some money there, but it just seems so pie in the sky. Yep. You know, and it, it no, not to shit on my crypto bros, but it's still very pie in the sky. You know, we're going to use all this math to do nothing but make math code to solve no real world problems and use all the coal energy or whatever energy you want to choose from uh, to make these, these codes. I don't know. It just seem, I know I'm not the best person to talk about it. Uh, Andre right. 3000. If we had Drake. Yeah. yeah. Andre, Cause like he, I mean, he built a specific rig to mine Ethereum. Yeah. And you can make some, right. I think that's, I think that's right. Ethereum sounds right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Unfortunately, sorry. I'm not the guy no. to go to. Well, it's okay. I mean, if we're being realistic, I don't know. I would buy all the monies and stocks I could into Anthropic and ChatGPT, whoever owns them, uh, OpenAI. It's got to be something. Yeah. That's going to change the world. I don't know about OpenAI, though, because they just fired and then rehired. Oh, God. I just saw Altman. Yeah. But Big Daddy, before, before, Big Daddy Microsoft, Microsoft put all the monies in them. And including lots of other people, they have so much money behind them. Like, 
Well, think about Facebook. Once Facebook launched, it was thirty dollars or thirty. Maybe it was sixty dollars for their IPO, the initial launch, and then it went down to thirty-six or thirty. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what it is now, but you would probably be doing okay if you had bought into them. It's Meta now. It's not Facebook anymore. Yeah, it'll be a cold goddamn day unless I work for Meta <laughs> or Facebook. <laughs> well, I call them Facebook or Meta. It's Facebook. Come on, come on, come on, suck. Well, it's all the tech briefings I see is like this is random email. It's almost like spam now. It's just like here's your, here's where, here's where Meta is standing today. I'm like, hey, it's still Facebook. Yeah, Zucker Zucker book. <laughs> but I'm just waiting for the fight between him and Elon. <laughs> That's supposed to happen. Look, okay, Tommy. Here's a quick Tommy. You, you may be able to answer this question: Who will win a fight? Who do you foresee? Who would you put money on? Elon or or uh, the old Zuckerberg? I, don't, I haven't seen really what uh, Elon's been doing, but Zuckerberg's training with some uh, legit people. So I would uh, think Zuck would take it. Mm. So size, like, because I know uh, Elon's a bigger dude. He's very doughy though. He's doughy. So he can just like fall on Zuckerberg and then win. That's- yeah, uh, I don't know. They both have the money to be on some performance enhancers, so I don't know. Do you, do you think they would require them to do a, a piss test <laughs> before they fight? Because, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it would be hosted by any like official channel, like official uh, referees and that other crap, so I don't know. It'd be on some channel, I know that. It would be, it's like, I mean, hey, uh, uh, what's his name? Logan Paul is going to be in Orlando for some fight with somebody, <laughs> and somebody is, and, and again, somebody because it made there's a local news source bungalow down here, and they were talking about it. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like a small, <laughs> it's like a small like hotel, like local boxing venue or something too. It's like kind of weird, mm. but it'll it'll be live streamed on Meta and uh, X pay per view. Right. Yeah. It would probably would be yeah. Uh, FX is still around by then because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I'm Advertisers. sorry. I know, man. I know. I don't. Hey, you go, go, go after yourselves. Yeah. What kind of, I just don't. Huh. So if you want to lose your businessman, I think following yeah, exactly. Elon Musk's path is the right way to do it. I mean, take a $44 billion company, reduce the value by a third. And then piss off everyone daily, and uh, right. But then Instagram has come through with Threads, which hasn't really gained any traction at all that I've seen. I mean, no, it's kind of an afterthought, really. I, I mean, Instagram heard. is huge. Yeah, IG is huge. Yeah, but yeah, Threads is just kind of like an afterthought. Like, oh, maybe if you post on Instagram, it'll be on Threads. So maybe I would just say just stick with image sites. Even like Snapchat's still around, but they're not. It's talked about TikTok, even though the government is like, we're going to ban it. We're going to ban it. They're still, they're still here doing their thing. And still, I would say TikTok is still the premier uh, social media site right now. So I guess, I would guess like if you really wanted to try and invent something new, it would just be more, again, videos and interacts and, and uh, things like that. And I know that uh, the be real thing failed. Be real. I'm not familiar with that one. It was a thing where you post once a day and the app will say, hey, you need to post what you're doing right now. Whether it be a selfie or a view of what you're seeing. I'm on the toilet, guys. Be real. (laughs) Hey, guys. Taking a shower. Exactly. 
Can't show you anything. Yeah. Uh, that's way too invasive in my shit. But yeah, but then uh, TikTok adopted it. It, well, it, it. TikTok adopted it. Like they're like, hey, do your daily picture of what you're doing right now. Uh, I forget what they called it, but it's basically the same thing. And it, but then even they took that feature away because maybe people did. <laughs> and it was just too invasive. Yeah. So if I'm, I'm trying to answer the question legitimately. And I was starting with the AI, the text generation AI, and the, and the art generation, and the video generation, all through text prompts or, or small images. I mean, like the other day, they've released some new software, new AI, large language model, whatever you want to call it, where you can take a still image or a series of still images and make a video out of it. Or you can take an image, a still image, uh, so you can have a 2D asset and turn it into a 3D mm-hmm. asset with no code, no programmers. So if you extrapolate the, that power, and yeah, it's shit now, but I mean, video games and, and CGI movies are uh, probably close to a trillion dollar industry combined, I would think. GTA 6, bro. GTA 6, bro. It's basically YouTube. It'll be YouTube, but for 3D generated content. So you, every, there'll be a million games, there'll be a million VR apps, there'll be a million whatevers. And uh, that's where the future is going to go. <laughs> Good or bad? That that makes sense. That makes complete sense. That you put it, you put it that way. I think you're right, but not in like what Meta would think, like the metaverse way. I think it'll be just it'll still be what Twitch is, but to like the nth degree. I would think. Well, Meta's going to have a heads up because uh, today I think or recently today recently they released uh, their new. Um, like stable diffusion video image uh, text to image creator and they harvested i don't know like 10 billion images from facebook and uh ig instagram technically all public available but you know i don't think they're required to do that i'll be in there probably because i probably gave up my rights to my pictures when i signed the uh, user agreement yeah. so so if you think just like the sheer number of images and they have on their site of everyday things probably not a lot of like I don't know, just everyday things, people in Hawaii, people wherever. And and they can create their metaverse off those mm-hmm. images. They have the backgrounds, they have the photos of the people. So you can have a you know, any avatar, anything you ever want to create that's somewhat realistic looking, they can probably do it pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You know? So I guess buy buy some meta stock, I guess. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's my that's my internet tip. I don't like the stock. This is not advice. <laughs> I am not a broker. Neither am I. I've never been in stocks, really. It's, 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 yeah, it's just, I'm just, I I asked a question mainly just to see curious of where, like, where you guys think that we are headed. But yeah, I think you put it in a nutshell. It's just, it's going to be like, still, it's going to be gaming slash influencer slash, uh, this is what I'm doing, slash interacting with like followers and other, and other influencers or just everyday people just saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? But on a more, on a bigger scale. So no, no, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. And if you want to know the future, go read ready player one, the book, not the movie It's trash. <laughs> uh, for any uh, <clears throat> internet audience. Also, Tommy, the true way to enjoy the first book is through the wonderful narration of will wheaton he is an amazing voice actor Ooh, okay will wheaton will wheaton, will wheaton. 
<laughs> Dude, he knocked out the park. He makes the book sing. Okay. Uh, so if you if you're an audible he's, or any of that kind of stuff, yeah. He's got talent. I'm so no, I'm like I I I can't listen to books. I have to read them because I put my own voices to the characters in my head. I'm weird that way, so I actually have to read them. I don't really listen to a lot of audio books, but I, I mean, if I want somebody to read a, an audible book, it'd be, it'd be Will Wheaton because he's 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 a decent dude. Yeah, and it's right up his alley. It's all nerd culture stuff, so, and he exactly. is more nerd than nerd. I mean, I mean, he is Shelton. He's a real life Shelton, mm-hmm. but without the without being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of maybe he can be, but like I don't see that. For me. I don't see that. Well, did we did we solve the internet problem of not enough money, and we've helped uh, the no. internet worlds make the monies now? We'll be rich soon. No, we haven't, but we tried. <laughs> yeah. Invest in uh, some underwear, and uh, mm-hmm. step two is do something. <laughs> yep, do something. Do something, and step three, uh, profit. Can you make money on 4chan? Probably not. Yeah. Speaking of making money, though, like I, these OnlyFans people, <laughs> like they make like uh, a lot of money. It's weird. It's I mean, I guess it's good for them. But like you see like oh, I'm yeah. a nurse and I make three times as much money doing, you know, OnlyFans. Yeah. I guess if it's if you've got like just find a niche in what you do specifically, even if it's something risque, go ahead, go for it and just find that site that will do it. And there are others like sites that you can do it from just OnlyFans since they maybe are tightening up on stuff, maybe not Patreon, maybe something else, but I guess just, and then, but just then focus on it and really work on it. And then you'll, you, you might succeed, you might not, but take, take a shot at it in, in this day and age where everything's segmented and uh, worst, worst, worst that could happen is you fail, but then, Hey, at least you try it. Yeah, that's fair. Like podcasting. <laughs> I was like, how not to make money podcasting. Hmm. <laughs> I lose money yeah. podcasting. Well, you know, but it's a real concern, not necessarily podcasting per se, but the curation of quality material is going to be such a premium because there's, I mean, even now there's so much content and we're going to yeah. exponentially grow. The content will exponentially grow. There's no, there's no stop to the curve, you know? So then how do you find, you know, other than YouTube, YouTube algorithms or TikTok algorithms or whatever else. Yeah. AI. AI. AI will probably be used to curate. You listen to this. This is what we suggest. And that's what it's going to go for. It's going to be basically robots telling us what we like because we're, because we're lazy. We're uh, humans are late. That's why the robot takeover will happen and the robots will be crushing our skulls soon. It's uh, it's called <laughs> it's Stanovich two thousand nine, and it is known as it's not the lazy brain. It is the cognitive miser. We are cognitively misers because we don't like to think, mm-hmm. and we'll take the simplest solution first before we actually have to think about something deeper. So there you are. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, and that's the end of the show. Thank you. Come again. Jay Beaverton here, wishing you guys a happy holidays, uh, including crazy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a Solomon Dignified Ramadan, or whatever you choose to celebrate this time of year. 
wanted to start out with an apology. We apologize for not recording as much as we would have liked to, but we do appreciate you folks listening and enjoying and interacting with our show, whatever on whatever basis you guys choose to do that. So again, we appreciate it. Uh, hopefully next year in 2024 we'll do a little bit better, but we will see. Maybe one of these days I'll do my own little rant on the three-tiered system. Then I'm back in the game, but we'll see about that as well too. Just again, wanted to wish you guys a happy holidays, and we will see you bright and early. I don't know why I said that, but hey, fresh for a new 2024. See you guys later. Thanks for listening and consuming our podcast. <laughs>